Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Science and sci-fi obsessed nerds, Steve and Joey, are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable quirky researchers who evangelize it. Today we're probing into Season 10, Episode 4, Dark Horses. Okay! I wish they were F-horses. For effing. All the F horses. You ever seen horse porn? Uh, Stumbleupon.com. Remember that site? You know that? that? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> Leave the little mystery for the <laughs> <Yes>. listeners. Huh? <laughs> Have to tune into another yeah. podcast. Get that only on Patreon. Right. Find out the level of horse porn yes. we've all consumed. Patreon.com. Because remember, Steve did confirm that he is gay in the male world, yes. straight in the animal world. <laughs> in another podcast. Yes. <laughs> That's a deep beer That's there. early, early beer there, I think, right? Maybe one of the first or second episodes. Maybe one of the best. <laughs> this is true. That was uh, our best work. We should have oh, gone yeah. out on top. Um, but anyways, yeah. the answer might be no, but pay the Patreon dollar <laughs> to find <laughs> I'm Steve's <Yeah>. F-Horse. <laughs> yes. Put peanut butter on my lips. Yeah. <laughs> I will bite. Right. You, God. you, that would be funny if somebody was like, oh, I'm really sexually into horses, but they only had the horse eat their ass or lick their pussy yeah. or something exactly. instead of using the horse penis. Uh, yeah. The penis, the resistance. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, Either way, you got to have some sort of like shelf or, or stool or something. Exactly. You got to be up there. <laughs> Face down, ass up. That's the way we eat our that's, lunch. That's what the. Uh, <laughs> that's what uh, that movie, The Air Up There, was all about. Uh, a lot of people. It, it was. I mean, it was about a big African yeah. uh, basketball star pulled out of the jungle by Kevin well, Bacon. Pulled out. Yes. Um, but it was an allegory for horse porn, for exactly. bestiality. Yeah, horse. they just used giraffes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was the allegory. Yeah. They used another. There was that scene of full-on yeah. giraffe <laughs> sex. Hardcore. I mean, it fucking. ripped. It ripped the special effects were pretty good. It ripped that lady apart. Oh yeah. In the movie, I mean, but. straight up. Yeah. Speaking of spooky, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Halloween is over. Duh. <laughs> yeah. Coming into turkey season. We're Joey's in, least favorite. We're here in November. Here, I've I've come to terms with it. Uh, I I just, you know, I just don't get, I mean, I get angry about stuff, but I don't get as angry anymore because I have, after many years, now, okay, here's the thing. I mean, let we me, went to the, me, the land of brown town yeah. in Germany. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But let me set the stage here. I have never been, I have never been obsessed with Thanksgiving food in general. Right. Now, I like it. It's fine. But it is the boringest food holiday for the most part. Um my mom is a great cook. Uh, she is not Italian, but makes like great Italian food, good Mexican food, all that stuff. But uh, she was making very standard, good, but standard stuff. And over the course of many years, I was like, just try something different with the turkey. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. brine it, deep fry it. Let's do something else right. than dry fucking turkey. Yes. <laughs> Let's dry wet fuck yeah. the turkey, please. Get it moist, folks. Ugh, those salt crystals are worth the price of admission exactly. if the turkey is moist when I put my penis inside before everyone eats it. Cowabunga. Yes. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, so yeah, she's made some little change. Now, my initial goal was pretty lofty. I initially wanted her, to joking, joking, pizza. well, <laughs> jokingly, but if it would have happened, it would have been great. I said, why don't you make that fucking turkey 
and you make turkey parmigiana, right? You bread uh-huh. the turkey cutlets. Almost you put got in it. some sauce, some cheese. It is like turkey pizza. <laughs> Not far off, <laughs> nice friends. Yeah. But, uh, it's keto, they, baby. <laughs> and of course, my stepdad and my, my siblings were like, no, we need the gravy. And the gravy. Yeah. I'm, I am it's a, called Sunday gravy, a piece of shit. Yeah, Marinara. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I am a I am a gravy skeptic. It's very rare that gravy ever makes anything better for me. Mm. It usually just makes very dry meat wet, which makes it more palatable. Right. So, a la um, the Tim and Eric. Yes. Gravy robbers. Yes. Uh, I've had some good gravy, and good gravy wasn't good. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that Gra- used to be a thing, right? Good gravy, like in, in like maybe I feel Schindler's like. List, no, in shows yeah. <laughs> back yeah. in the eighties or something. You know. Good, Good gravy. gravy. These people are getting shot in the head. Shit. <laughs> that woman just fucked a goddamn giraffe. It's almost <laughs> the similar to horses. <laughs> it's up to me, Oliver Schindler, the <laughs> third Esquire, to save these giraffe fuckers. <laughs> See. <laughs> <laughs> giraffe fuckers sounds like yeah. it could be something rough. Uh, yeah. It's a little, little pivot, yeah. huh? <laughs> just a little pivot. Uh, I like think a music box ballerina. I think some of my favorite gravy. Uh-huh. Oh, she does a little twirl of that sexy beast. You're talking about gravy uh, or great V? Because sometimes, v. you know, I'm hungry for gravy while I'm eating great V. Yeah. Well, you always know how to f- finish right. So when you go for your second bite, mm-hmm. it's a gravy bite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I bake my own cream pie in there. Yeah. And then go back for more. <laughs> yeah. Moon pie is what I prefer. Yes. But, um, yeah. Now, it is impossible. Burgers. To, it isn't. <laughs> it is impossible to be a real man, according to workaholics, with cream pies because you, by definition, cannot eat the dessert first. Exactly. You have to make the cream. You have to have the main course, which is sex coming, <laughs> come and then eat your own semen out yeah. of the vagina. The, right, great, right. the great V. Exactly. Okay, back to gravy. Sorry. We call that the hostess because yes. it's like a snowball, but it's not quite. Right, right. She's the mostess. And then I am Spentonman's after that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What's your top five gravies? Oh boy, little darlings or whatever the what's the dumb Debbie's Debbie's Downers, uh, Debbie's yes Debbie's cupcake. Down syndrome kids exactly uh, cupcakes supported those yes. please thank you. <laughs> uh, favorite kinds of gravé yeah. are I think it's like biscuits and gravy like that white sausage gravy yeah so that's so like, like a, a cream breakfast. based gravy right yeah oh yeah. yeah. Uh, that shit tends to be yeah. the best overall. Those, those have been the better ones um, I've had because they actually have flavor in them. Yeah, yeah. Hunk of meat. Not just brown. Right. So. But also, it, it's who's making that gravy. Yeah. Like, my mom makes a good actual vegan mushroom gravy that's mm. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mushroom gravy can be good, even though I'm not the biggest mushroom. I like mushroom flavor. I like it in very small bits. Like, like diced up mushrooms and something mm-hmm. can be really good. But Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're not yeah. a mushroom boy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then just yeah, certain homemade browns, you know, made yeah. from the grease, like the jar. There's like that old school like packet sick or, gravy. or or no, just like a, a glass jar of gravy that you oh. just flop out and mm-hmm. heat up. It's a classic flavor. Yeah, uh, brings you back to the old grade school days. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean overall, I I enjoy gravy, but yeah, it's not yeah not a main. main I've had side. I've had now a juice sauce. Yes, and, and or like the hybrid of the two is where I. Where probably real gravy came from at one point. Like, may, I mean, good gravy is obviously made with real meat drippings and shit right, like that. Right, right. And flour. Yes. But uh, but my mom would make, like, a prime rib roast for a Christmas dinner. Yeah. But And she would take the what amounted to kind of the gravy and have, like, a, a port wine reduction. Mm-hmm. In the, and so there's, like, a little bit. And, I mean, ultimately, I'm a vinegar boy. I need a little tang. Excuse me? Don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a vinegar boy. I need a little something in there. I don't, I mean, I don't always need it, but it's always appreciated. 
Yeah. Um, just growing up with Italian food, vinaigrettes, right, vinegars, right. all that kind of stuff. Exactly. But mm. uh, but yeah, a little something there. But I mean, also growing up, it was the '80s and '90s where just processed garbage was food fake. was the yeah. norm. <laughs> it was powdered. It was quick. It was whatever. Plastic. Yeah. So. Um, but uh, we've got yeah. a piss freak here. I don't know if it's oh. a troll account, but right. he's into his name's Man Peen, oh. and it says I'm addicted to pee pee. Oh, hey, Perfect. welcome to the piss channel because oh, yeah. we will be flowing and guzzling for oh, the yeah. next six hours straight. Uh, That's I mean, why I've been crushing four cans the last thirty minutes of this goddamn. Minutes. I was <laughs> going and then I messed up. Yeah, yeah. You'll be excited for our uh, finale segment called uh, the Throaty Thirty, which is thirty seconds of throating down hot piss exactly from a horse until it. And then we'll finish off with the golden treat: everyone's luscious, dried yeah. up syrup piss. Yes, yes. Just you know, it's been sitting there. Yeah. In a pool in the oven. Yeah. <laughs> in a pool in the oven. Little known uh, fact, golden Oreos are made exactly. just out of piss. Exactly. It's, it's still the same exact black chocolate stuff yeah. they make. It's a coagulated piss. Yeah. It's just, yeah, yeah it's a nice coating Baked on in. It. So It's like a candy coating. Exactly. Um, it, it was funny because on SoundCloud, we're not doing uh, Reaching for the Stars yet. Oh, yeah. We haven't even asked how each other are yet, for yeah. God's sakes. Wow. I mean, good gravy. How <laughs> are you? But yeah. uh, um, there was a SoundCloud comment on last week's episode, Aliens I was say, and Robots. Did we <laughs> and read it was, that one? And it was no, because it, it happened a couple days ago. Oh, okay. And uh, we don't want to read SoundCloud comments because they don't really like. Rate, oh no, I was talking about the, Sorry, I was thinking of the podcast or the Apple iTunes, the big one. Apple Podcasts, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but a guy, some guy on SoundCloud was like, "Well." 19 minutes in, and they're not really probing into anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Well, <laughs> this is exactly why." Yeah. Because we're talking gravy, we're talking giraffe what and horse fucking. All sorts of stuff. Did you do the one where Steve takes a hot dump on his chest? So we we read we read one of the first four drafts of that, I believe, uh, and that's that is from Bobandi. He just changed Bobo his username. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he he mm. grammatically mm. changed uh, something, including changing the subject because initially it was uh, Joey. Now it's Steve. I think it, uh, about getting the dump on the chest no, or something, well, or vice versa. In, in return, Joey face it on me and yeah. tea bags for hours. I think it was vice versa before. Um, so yeah, not yeah. sure why he was uh, correcting and deleting or not, because uh, like three of those came in in one day, and they all have only about four words different <laughs> in each right, one of right. them <laughs> from Bobo thirty three eighty. But uh, yeah, I don't think there's any new um, comments. Yeah, uh, five star reviews. So reaching for the stars, a segment where we ask you the little probers and probats out there. To go on Apple Podcasts, Facebook, wherever you can give us a star rating and give us a five out of five star rating and then review us in the comments of that rating. And we will read it on the air in the Reaching for the Star segment and give you a shout out. Your username, of course, unless you want to put your full email, social, yeah. and phone, phone number in there. So There we go. Um, yeah, we don't have any this week other than the one guy <clears throat> saying we don't get to the probing quick enough. Exactly. Um, but uh, And what was that on? That was on SoundCloud, like directly SoundCloud. on SoundCloud. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so where we host right, our right, podcasts. Right. Um, yeah, it's a Friday afternoon. The smell of smoked meat is in the house. Do a little tri-tip, then I'm going to throw some salmon in to yes. finish it off. Now, why isn't there a dwy tip, like a duo tip, a two-tip meat? Why don't they cut it like that? Uh, just the way the muscles work, bro. Um, yeah, I think tri-tip's technically part of like a sirloin-ish area. Okay. But, um, and are the three points of the tri-tip where it connects to ligaments and tendons? Like that's how it stretches No, I think it's cut out of another piece of meat. Yeah. Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like a brisket, you get a whole packer kit, and you're going to get the point. A whole packer kit? 
Packer cut is what it's called. Oh, okay. It's like the whole brisket, but it's two muscles. Got it. Um, so the flat is the leaner part, and then the point mm. is the fattier part that okay. either just eat or that if you're going to make burnt ends, you do it with the point. Kansas City story here. Came back from Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas uh, technically last weekend for a family wedding. Uh, there were burnt tips everywhere, Uh-oh. and they were really good. Oh, great. It was nice to like. You know, I, I love eating meat off the bone, yeah, but it's yeah. just like, ooh, this is just like rib meat. It's exactly. a, it's a, but like, it's a little tougher, not in a bad way. Right, but it's right, just right. a little bit of because it's different the ends, right? n- yeah. nest to it. It was super good, uh, and the 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 buffet style dinner was for all you Kansas City freaks out there was Jack Stack Barbecue, which we had two or three times while we were there. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was delicious every single time. They had uh, Polish sausage as one of the meats, uh, sliced Swedish. up real thin. <laughs> They had a uh, chicken, which was good, but probably the least interesting yeah, one of yeah. all of them. Uh, I think it had a coffee uh, smoke to it, like a coffee skin to it, which was, you know, it, I was actually surprised it didn't taste enough like coffee or anything. It didn't even really have any hits of anything. Mm-hmm. The ribs also had a coffee rub with sauce on there, too, and those were really good. Right. Uh, and then they did um, the burnt ends, and they, oh, yeah, they had baby back ribs and the, what is it, just regular pork ribs. Um, There's like... St. Louis style ribs, where St. Like Louis pork ribs, yeah, yes, yeah, spare yeah. ribs. That's exactly. what they call it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and wet colons. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you get a lot of sloppers, uh, shit. Yeah, it was. There was not a <laughs> yeah. lot of not a uh, lot of fiber, not a lot of greens out there. Um, that weren't collared, right? And I've been heavy on the salad. The the most was like a cold crudite, mm-hmm. uh, you know, raw vegetable thing. Um, I was listening to cornbread. No cornbread. White um, bread though. Yes, white Kay. bread. Um, but uh, and not like Wonder Bread. It was like normal white. Just, it was yeah. like it was like a uh, nice potato white bread. Right. Right. So, right. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, the cornbread I think isn't as much of a thing because you had to order it separately and pay for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Their side bread was just like rolls and then the like potato white bread. And then what I did appreciate. Now speaking of being a vinegar boy. One of the least appreciated and now least persistent salad dressings out there is creamy Italian. Creamy Italian went by went the way of the dodo for the most part in here in sunny Southern California. See, see. Um, the best creamy Italian still to this day was Old Sam Seafood, but I could be having a nostalgia I have no idea flashback. What that is. Sam Seafood is where Don the Beachcomber was. And is now a Nepalese restaurant for serving Nepal food oh. um, on PCH. Good old there. Don's Fish. We went to Don the Beachcomber for a singles night back oh, when we yeah, were all single. A long time ago. <laughs> a little plenty of fish yes. meetup. And we were at least 15 years younger than everyone else there. Yeah, it was awkward as hell and no <laughs> mills on patrol. And speaking of slobs, I had to take an insane shit there that night. Yeah. Remember, I was yeah. like about to shit my oh, pants. Oh, we had the fire rocks. <laughs> I, was about, I was about to shit my pants and the stall was only on one of the hinges, so as uh. I shat, I had to hold the door <laughs> from literally bending yeah. forward at kind of a 45 and letting even more exactly. people see. And there was already about a full inch gap, yeah. that gap, though, and, on each side. And you you stumbled out of it just going, hold on, hold it on, yes, exactly. hold on, <laughs> hold the shit. Retarded kid. Yeah. I'm retarded now. <laughs> I'm retarded Slow now. Slow it down. Todd now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's our assistant Todd now. <laughs> <laughs> now, Swedish. Do it? Do did the listeners you think I know that story remember, real quick? Because we, we we told it on beer it there for sure, but I can't, yeah I don't know yeah. if we told it on here. But Short basically on our our trip to Germany, 
We went to Prague. We were yeah. sitting in a restaurant. <laughs> On our trip to Germany, we went to Prague. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it was just because I'm thinking yeah. that actually happened in Prague. Yeah. Uh, ate at a restaurant. Yeah. This group of other Euro tourists were next to us. These like beefy bodybuilder guys yeah. or something. Like two of them were, and then the other two just looked like normal, like, all... like brewery dudes. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. One uh, guy was like, one guy was super skinny. One guy, one guy was, was kind of doughy. And then, yeah. yeah, one guy looked like Bautista or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bautista. Uh, anyway, so like, I don't know because they kept saying this joke. I don't know if they were Swedish or German right. and just making a dad joke right. or something, but or just a regular, like an overall Euro joke. Something, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so the guy, the waiters would come up and be like, "Oh, you're Finnish," and yeah. he's like, "This huge blonde, really hot blonde guy," yeah. just like slowly, and he kept looking over at us to go, yes. "No, Swedish." <laughs> Because they and were I, drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they, they pushed out on the schnapps. They, yeah. they had one shot between all of them where yes. we each had our own. Yeah. But, yeah, so they kept going, oh, uh, Finnish? No. Swedish. Yeah. So, like, because the servers were all now. the servers were all speaking English to yeah, most yeah, of them. Yeah, it was yeah, a touristy yeah. restaurant, and so. Yeah. Yeah, but it was just the buzzed, the buzz tired. Yeah. No. Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been obsessively using yeah. that stupid joke yeah. for inappropriate. They helped us out. Things they, that don't make sense. They seem but nice, yeah. though. No, they, they were super they, cool. they told us not to breathe in the the, the burning shop. schnapps yeah. brandy giant yeah. because it was literally the sniffer. size of a fishbowl. Yeah, it felt like a very like Pee Wee Herman like Pee Wee's Playhouse moment. Where yeah. It's just like I'll take All one drink, shit please, on the and it's just like and, yeah. ah, like a huge <laughs> fucking. Fishbowl like, snifter. So I married an axe murderer. Like, I thought I got a small oh. <laughs> <laughs> cappuccino or whatever. Cappuccino, yeah. huh? Um, excuse me, I ordered the large. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was the joke. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a weird fucking movie that was. Yeah. It was good, but just a very odd yeah. film. Odd plot. It, it was like, uh, it was. Mike Myers's cable guy, kind of like it wasn't yeah, quite like a little. He wasn't as dark like Jim better. Carrey took yeah. the dark turn, but at least the whole movie though was a very dark, weird yeah. movie, you know. So very you know, quotable, you know, yeah. you know, you know, quote and quotables. Anyways, um, I'm doing good, Joe. Yeah, How are you? I'm doing well as well. Uh, I'm going to take a trip out to Wisconsin for work, and I'm not looking forward to it. Ready for that cold blast? Yes. Yeah, Twenty degrees. Yeah, it's like it, yeah, it's another one of those Arctic whatevers they're calling it, and so. Um, I like the cold though, and uh, cold opens. You don't remember your like jacket this, this time? Yeah, I actually brought that to uh, our work event last night. Oh, so um, do you think yeah. that's enough? Or you, you have a no, 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 that, not right? a t-shirt event. Yeah. I'll probably have a t-shirt, a sweatshirt, or hoodie, and then that jacket is a separate and that's it layer for yeah. twenty degrees. Oh yeah, oh boy, we're not going to be outside that much. No, I also like the cold. Also, when it was uh, thirty-two degrees at night um, out in Kansas City. Um, all I had was usually a shirt and the jacket, and it was fine. It was cold. Like, it was windy yeah. and cold, but it was fine. Um, but, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, that's why we're recording today on Friday, because I'm going to be gone Monday night. So Our normal uh, time. You'll anyone, be gone when this airs. Anyone have any recos for Appleton, Wisconsin? Yeah. Let me know. It's going to yeah, be exactly. where we're going to be right on the... Right on the shore of Lake Winnebago, oh. where the fucking RV came from, apparently. Exactly. And I think a uh, big shout out to, I think it's Lawrence University or some shit out there. So all you, all you Lawrence. Lore boars. Yeah, the, yeah, the Lawrence boars, um, you know, uh, spread the word in your local fraternity yeah. or sorority yeah. about probing ancient aliens. And maybe we'll set up a fan yeah, meetup meet, out there. Yeah, Solo Joe. <laughs> Uh, so I'll be out here, yeah. you know, exactly. keep, keeping everything on lockdown, managing all the content. <laughs> yeah, uh, while Joe's on the road. Yeah, I mean the content is always like overflowing. I mean exactly. Steve's got to do a lot of 
you know, band-aiding, hole plugging, plunging. It's just always going. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> uh, These yeah. piss channels won't keep themselves full. Oh yeah. Um, this episode, a little half a segue here. Dark yeah. Forces was all about like, are people really affected by? demons and spirits right. but and then are the demons actually, aliens or right, interdimensional right. beings? is there a difference between those two mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but kind of crosses over a lot a lot of echoes of ghost adventures one of yeah. our other favorite shows that we do uh, a monthly podcast adventurous ghosts on uh patreon it's a patreon exclusive podcast on patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens and we do adventurous ghosts once a month where it's the similar format to this show we go in order of the entire series of ghost adventures i think we're nine episodes in now we just started God, the second season hey, it's nine jesus yes yeah um and uh just one jesus but um <laughs> uh but uh <laughs> now the the recent halloween special from ghost adventures was actually really good they oh, went okay. into the conjuring house the house that that, that the people lived at in the con- yeah. which still gets sold to private families and people and they there. don't know no they do there's uh, always they, a- do they buy for that reason, or just go like, no, nah, like I it. think that well, the couple currently was like a typical fucking goth kind of couple right, thing, right, right. like kind of kind of a broy goth couple. But it's, but they're bringing their kids in there, and I'm like, what are you fucking like that house alone? And in, in like, fifty years, say, what if it is real? Right, right. In fifty years alone, from like the late 1800s or early 1900s, something like twelve people were murdered or killed themselves in that house. It's like, why would you fucking? Live there, like. Mm-hmm. Also, just make it a tourist spot or whatever. Right. Someone just buy it and cash it. Yeah. Out. It was interesting because they talked what about doing in this season of American Horror Story. Yes. That I'm not watching anymore. It's actually this season's pretty good. What's the theme? Uh, it's like an '80s thra- or uh, slasher th- kind oh. of theme. Mm. So it's like a camp and all this. Stuff. The first episode Swedish. or two kind of stopped out, started slow. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's gotten better, but it's getting to the point like all American horror story bull horror story horror story uh, bullshit where it kind of like drags on a little too long. Like they could have done something by now right. to end it. Because actually, one of the stars of the show is one Richard Ramirez. Oh, one of the characters in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they talk about him in this episode of That's Ancient what Aliens. I'm talking about. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a it was actually a pretty good episode. It was a two hour Halloween special. Far superior to last year's Halloween special, which was a live recording from Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum, where the whole so thing was... a giant fucking commercial. The whole thing was, is he going to touch the Dybbuk box, Stupid. which is an ancient Jewish oh, box right. that holds a demon. Like, right. it was built to hold a demon. Right. And he ends up just pussing out at the end of it and not doing it. Oh, so, after two hours, it was asshole. so dumb. Uh, but anyway, this was much superior, because it was a normal they episode. they at least tour his stupid fucking place, or is it just... Oh Two yeah, they him like no, they've the box. they've had four or five episodes that take place in the museum. Okay, so like focusing right. on different things and but the two hour special that's what I'm saying was not just him looking at the box for the most part it was really? they were in the room surrounding the box and so talking stupid. about things it was yeah it was terrible uh, but uh, and they were like letting other people in and like if they felt things and you know they they bring their cast of psychics and shit like yeah. that in there too um, but uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, this was much superior because it was a normal long episode in a pretty I- interesting location mm-hmm. where apparently that was the most interesting about it. Apparently, the Warrens, uh, Elizabeth Warren and the Ed, Warren and <laughs> Ed Warren, uh, who are the psychic and Christian couple in the Conjuring movies that are fighting right. the forces of Annabelle, basically. Right. Um, they the family that lived there was not so thankful that they came there. The dad, even in 2017, had an interview where he was like basically said they kind of pissed me off because 
everything got worse after mm. they left. So that's like an interesting precedent because right. early Ghost Adventures, especially Zach Bagans and the Ghost, they go up, they go in places, stir up shit where some people were like living there and traumatized. And then they would have them on that show Aftershocks, like Ghost Adventures Aftershocks, oh, right, and interview right, them right. again. And they were like, a lot of people were like, yeah, it got kind of worse after yeah. you left. <laughs> they fucked it all up. Yeah. Like, because they didn't like stop anything. They didn't seal anything. Right, 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 right. Only parts of the time do they ever like send a priest to cleanse it or something right. like that. But anyway, um, that leads us right into Dark Forces. And, you know, what are Dark Forces? The first segment of Ancient Aliens is always like, hey, what are we talking about here? Um, they, they list off some serial killers, all serial killers that have claimed to have some dark entity, some satanic right, evil entity yeah. telling them what to do, like forcing them what to do, using them as a tool, or they're part of a cult or something too. Right. So they list off the Night Stalker Richard Ramirez, uh, claimed to be a minion of Satan, so he was eating those bananas all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, Satan really is the guru of the Judeo-Christian, um, you know, pantheon. Yeah. So, um, so misunderstood, maybe, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, able but, to be reformed, but, you know. It's, does he a dark heart? Or does he care about it? Uh. <laughs> or is he the camp champ? Exactly. <laughs> that was the movie, right? That was Care Bears 2. Oh. Yes. Yeah. The first Care Bears movie was, like, just okay. Right. The second Care Bears movie is, yeah, about... Because the first Care Bears movie centered on the magician kid Mm -hmm. and the evil book that gave him... He was a shitty little magician. Right. And he found this evil book that was, like, sapping his energy Mm -hmm. but gave him powers to be a really great magician. And it was all about, like, not letting ambition, you know, kill off... Not kill your friends. (laughs) He went around killing his friends. The Care Bears had to stop it. Uh, He was really into Dirty Harry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then Care Bears 2... Was all about meeting the care cousins, right? Like uh, the tiger, the yes. elephant, and all that stuff. The lion and all that stuff, and then uh, or lion, yeah. Uh, the raccoon that was really fast, right? Um, and uh, <laughs> yep, <laughs> and yeah, that was the the one chick. There's three friends. One of them's like a little athlete wannabe, mm-hmm. and she meets this redheaded kid who oh, right. who can take any form because he's an entity called Darkheart. Yeah, and that's she it. makes a pact with him. Right. right. Satan. To have super athletic powers, and the two friends meet up with the Care Bears to try right. to stop her and get her back. Right. Uh, and then they convert Darkheart into a human a boy heart. with a real heart this time. Yeah, like, yeah. like, he literally grows a heart yeah. and learns how to have empathy and things like that. Right, so, right, right. Um, but, but I was yeah. going to say, uh, I can't remember who the fuck this is, but someone I know had a, had a sister, mm-hmm. and... Um, they were at a slumber party mm-hmm. back in the day, the same neighborhood that Richard Ramirez terrorized. Oh. And prior to them even, like, knowing he was a thing, yeah, she was at a slumber party, looks up, and there's some guy at their slider oh. trying to open it, and it's fucking locked. And he's, oh, like, wow. fucking with it, and they all start freaking out, and he takes off running. Oh, so he gave up. Gave up. Fuck. And then later, turns out, that was him. Wow. That was right. Because it's that Fuck. fucking neighborhood, and then all Ugh. those people were getting Because that was in L.A. or something, you said? Yeah, it's like yeah. around, yeah, in L.A. somewhere. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, so it's like wow. she could have died. That's fucking <laughs> like, early. insane. Um, back to Care Bears. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so, so but, yeah, say, like, those, both of those movies are about making a pact with evil, which is really what this whole episode is about, too. So, um, really a love letter to Care Bears, this episode yeah. of Ancient Aliens. I think the writers and producers knew that. Right. Um, but yeah, they list off Richard Ramirez. Uh, David Berkowitz said he was a he was the Zodiac killer, I think. Something I think like that. So. Yeah. Um, and said he was a soldier, like one of Satan's yeah. soldiers. One of them was talked to by a dog, right? 
Yes, that was the son of Sam killer. Okay. Um, or wait, but, did uh, they ever catch him? Or was him? David Berkowitz son of Sam? Maybe he was. Did they catch son of Sam? No, because th- well, they didn't catch the Zodiac killer. Or one of them. Because that that like the, the stupid Jake Gyllenhaal movie was fictional history. I mean, it was it was historical nonfiction, right, right. I guess. But uh, but yeah, that was the whole thing is they never actually captured mm. him. The guy they thought that he was like wasn't didn't end up being him, yeah. and then it just kind of like went cold. Yeah. Uh, Ted Bundy. Yeah. Talked about uh, how he called it the entity the entity that overtook right. him whenever he was going to rape and murder or murder then rape yeah. uh, a woman okay. of which he was convicted of over 36 women. I never watched the documentary, but you guys did, right? Yes. On Netflix? Yes. The Ted Bundy tapes. Yeah. Yes. And I'm watching yes. Mindhunter sort of <laughs> right now. The movie? No, the Mindhunters, that show on Netflix about the serial killers and oh, the FBI. Oh, that's, that. right, that's so they, right. Yeah, they yeah. So they talked to some of these people now, too. Oh, I'm whatever. thinking of Manhunter, <laughs> the oh. original version of Red Dragon from the there 80s. So, with the guy from CSI. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember that movie Jade where that guy, red hair guy fucks? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what were, I literally just listened to a podcast where they, were, they mentioned the movie Jade. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was David Caruso. Right. And they were like, oh, yeah, you're watching Jade and looking at his fucking ass pounding away in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, that William was, Coosby says, it's oh, good, Mindhunter. So, it's good. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, a lot of the beginning of this episode is, you know, Pondering, and it's an interesting, th- I mean, it is kind of the core of ancient astronaut theory, but at least this episode does a good job at, like, what's up? Is William Coosby Gorsh? I don't think so. Because it says, Joey said it was crap and refused to watch it with me. I think that is him, isn't it? Yeah. Bill- no. It Bill also Cosby? might be my wife, for all I know. Oh. I have no clue. Oh. William Coosby, yeah, it might be like Co- Bill my, Cosby. Now, so my, yeah. <laughs> my, uh, Whenever we play the Jackbox Party Pack, yeah, um, and we play any of the drawing games, my screen well, most of my screen name all the time is Cosby Pills with a Z. Mm. <laughs> uh, so that whenever I draw things, it's always Bill yeah. Cosby's face. <laughs> I feel like yeah, I've seen that name. I, yeah, I yeah, think we might maybe. know who you are, huh? Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, another piss freak. Yes, I was going <laughs> to say a little piss freak. Uh, but yeah, no ponder. I mean, this episode at least does a good job uh, because it's in the world of the paranormal. It becomes a lot more interesting. Because it's not really talking about alien evidence that much. It's mm-hmm. really just saying if it's the whole Thor thing, right? Like yeah. if a being was so advanced that it could it had the technology to kind of exist outside of time or your dimension, isn't that a spirit? Isn't it right. isn't it the same exact thing and they can control you and do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. the kind of the sky's the limit with if they have that technology, couldn't they just control then, you at a yeah. genetic li- I don't know. So right, right, right. Um, it's always that kind of uh, teeter-totter going exactly. back and forth on the, on this app. Pizza and so Fanta. Uh, we get our first Zoogler here, and he says, I think this is like a, a quote he said a bunch of times in different ways. And he goes, there's no question in my mind that good and bad permeates the entire known or unknown universe, which I don't know what that means. Yeah. Good or evil, in my opinion, also applies to extraterrestrials themselves. Um, and it's an interesting thing to think about, too, is like what is morality when you're that advanced as well? You right. know, like what it, what is their ethical, moral... Right. A lot, you know, this episode's weird, too, because there's a lot of hypocrisy, and there is a, there is a point they make later in this episode that is literally insane mm-hmm. and negates the entirety of Ancient Astronaut, of this entire show. Everything. But yeah. we'll get to that later. But, uh, but yeah, Wilcock, David Wilcock is on a lot, Five Heads at Freddy's, and... He talks about, he's talked about this a lot before, like what, like 
like he he does the Star Trek thing. He's like, they're probably following some prime directive to not interfere. And I'm like, I don't I don't think they are. I think that it makes it makes more sense. Like the Galactic Daddy th- thing kind of makes more sense where they're like all living things need to do most of the shit themselves to actually right. learn the lesson, you know? But parents are there to like nudge you on and keep you from yeah. dying and keep stuff. On, so on. that makes the I don't know if that's true, but it makes the most sense to me out of because when you start getting into Oh, they can't touch us. It's like, but and yet they do all. The, you guys talk right. about how they do all yeah. the time. Finger blast everyone. Yes, yeah. they're finger blasting cows apart, things like that. Yeah. Um. So then, of course, they go. You know, they're talking about like, you know, what well, you were dark entities actually controlling these people, and they're like, let's go back to ancient texts, like we always do. So yeah. at the beginning, I was like, this is gonna be a boring fucking episode, but I was actually pretty interested in this episode. There was yeah. a handful of of points and historical facts that weren't repeated over and over for yeah, the past yeah, yeah. five years say, of the felt show a little fresher yeah content and uh and again just like it's one of those times where they they were tying it back in a very loose way but at least they were consistently trying to tie it back to aliens right, right like right. whereas a lot of times we complain that they didn't really try it all or they just go oh and uh, yeah they were aliens uh, too yeah. or whatever yeah, so yeah. Swedish. aliens might do this exactly <laughs> uh if you want to talk talk i'm gonna go should i pause this I'm just going to go check on my smoke meter. Oh, yeah, just pause it. It's fine. Three, two, one. Hello. (laughs) Thank Uh, you for coming out today. (laughs) No, I I can never stop thinking about that one uh, piece of evidence they show in one of the early Ghost Adventures episodes where it's like the, it's the people that filmed a movie in that insane asylum mm. and like the guys inter- the character of the doctors interviewing the little kid and they say they captured an EVP and it literally just sounds like some guy off camera going hello <laughs> like super <laughs> super normal like new york yeah. jewish grandpa or something it's very right, weird right. um very anti scary um we go back to a man named hesiod who was a greek poet in the 6th century bc and he apparently made direct contact with the Muses. Uh, not that fucking band that's out and everyone says I should like, but I don't. Um, okay. And uh, wrote poems like the story of Pandora's box. There we um, go. He wrote something called The Theogony, too, but they don't go into that at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he he created that story. Um, and the Muses were these like female demigod things that yeah. inspired people and technically, it was like they had divine knowledge about things. Yeah. And so, wow. Um, so the story goes in Hesiod's poem that uh, Zeus had Hephaestus build this jar because technically it's translated to a jar. It was never a box. Mm. Uh, but it was a jar and tricked this girl. Pan- Zeus was pissed off that um, Hephaestus, or Prometheus, the Titan, had given fire to humans and ha- right, caused them right. to be a, a little more advanced than he had hoped. And uh, uh, so... To balance that out, he basically put all the representations of evil into this jar right. and tricked Pandora into opening it and releasing it into the world forever. So, yeah. And it could never be put back in. So, um, And it was like, you know, Raider Nation, Richard Raider's on here, um, and he's like, you know, it could have been monsters, and it could have been this. Right. And it says all, just all sorts of random shit. Uh, they, descri- they describe real things, spirits, demons, um, or what they would call demons, because right. they don't really use that word. But um, Although I think daemon or something is a... Is a Greek or Latin sourced Root. word? I don't know. But then, but, yeah, but I feel like Damon would. Then, I don't know. I think it sounds close, but I feel like that's weird. Yeah. Then you'd call. I your think kid that translates demon. like uh, literally translates to like Wayans. Mm. Um, yeah, exactly. But <laughs> and it it's uh, 
their family crest is homie don't play that exactly yeah <laughs> it's a sock with uh yeah. what they, they just call it the homie sock or something like sock, that yeah because yeah. it was like it was it wasn't obviously because it would have hurt people but i think it was supposed to have been filled with like quarters or, or soap or something yeah, or, like that yeah, yeah. coins yeah <laughs> Um, but because uh, he would just beat the kids, right? Played by adults, but um, but anyway, uh, uh, they're just establishing that in in terms of the Greek mytho- mythological panthe or you know history, the gods history. were in charge <laughs> of not only good but also evil. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that seems obvious, but it, it's also a good foundation, I guess, to like say like, hey, like it's not that evil doesn't come from nothing; it comes from the same gods that people worship too. You know. Yeah. Um, and we get our first Wilcock trip here from uh, Five Minutes at Freddy's, David Wilcock. And he says, now this box may have actually been a portal that, when opened, released a whole variety of nasty entities, like the kind that would drive around in a Bugatti <laughs> in my Santa Monica neighborhood <laughs> uh, with uh, Jethro Tull with, uh, what's his face? Yeah. What's, yeah, Aerosmith. Oh, oh. Uh, Steven Tyler. <laughs> I was going to say Heath Ledger. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah, Steven Tyler. Um, also piss freak. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine if Heath Ledger would have survived his own hand, uh, he probably would have gr- grown into playing Steven Tyler at some point whenever Steven Tyler died right. in some sort of biopic or whatever. Yeah. Instead of like uh, Rocket Man, it would have been like Mouth Man or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, that guy's mouth is insane. His face is, is weird. Like, yeah. Yeah. I remember I had a friend. He looks like up. a Muppet. And his mom looked like Steven Tyler. Mm-hmm. It was very weird. Weird family. It's very odd. Um, very Cro-Magnon kind exactly. of Exactly. Yeah. They almost look like, uh, I almost called them the Gibbons, but <laughs> yeah. the Dark Crystal. Uh, yes, exactly. Elfling yeah, yeah. type yeah. creatures. Yeah, an elf, Elfling. No, but it, they have a, is it? Nelwyn? No, Gelfling. Gelfling, yeah. There it is. Oh, Nelwins are what Willow is mm. in the movie Willow. There you go. Um, Small people. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh uh, uh, and when open, released a whole variety of nasty entities or spiritual beings or extraterrestrial life, potentially, that was able to fly to Earth through. Um, so saying that Pandora's box, like many ancient technologies or ancient magical artifacts, was actually technology that... Yeah. Uh, but I'm like, why would they need a, a human person to open this port? Like, if they have the ability to already be interdimensional beings, right. why would they need... A Anything. gateway yeah. to uh, let bad things in. I don't know. It's a right. very odd thing. Um, they have this old British priest on. He was on the last episode, too. But he's very, you know, old and stately and whatever. Hmm. But he also looks like a drunk. Like, he yeah. just very like talks very slow. And they have him on only to talk about the djinn briefly, like right. genies. And I'm like, why are they having a Catholic priest on? Even though he's you know into ancient alien stuff, yeah. it's like why why to talk about genes? No one else. I'm like, why don't you guys have like two or three resident Hindu mythology like people? Right. Why don't you have one of them on or something? Well, so, it's yeah. I mean, it's technically like was it Saudi Arabia? Well, because they talk about jinn and like the yeah. Mahabharata and stuff. I think too. Or or sorry, no, you're right. It is a Muslim. Um, it is an right, Islamic is, thing. So, right, but yeah. still, they have no, other. Not, yeah. They have other experts that be better than a Catholic priest right, for right. A, re- a British Catholic right. priest. Um, we get our first children's chime in here, and he says, uh, as if he's an expert too. But uh, he goes, uh, the jinn are in some alternative world. <laughs> They're listening to grunge and mm. the you know Sonic Youth, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I think it's called Seattle Hedgehog yeah. Freaks. <laughs> uh, 
everyone's freaking out because they released the the new look and feel of Sonic the Hedgehog in that mm. CG movie. And he literally, it, they literally I they did just that a long time ago. It leaked a few weeks ago. Back. Now it's official. Uh, well, no, because they you didn't you don't remember that. So they showed the trailer. The entirety of the fandom of Sonic the Hedgehog fans freaked out. Yeah, wasn't that like a year ago? It was like four or five months ago. Okay, because yeah. um, the or it was in the spring because the movie was supposed to come out this past summer or this holiday. Right, right. right. And so because uh, he had weird human teeth and all this stuff, yeah, and yeah. like so he was like it was very. Very like Garfield style, like where it's just kind of disturbing, a little looking. too cartoony, and yeah. um, well, the opposite, like trying to be a little mm. too realistic, right? In a weird okay. way, and so yeah. there's that uncanny valley. So they literally just copied the cartoon design. Oh, <laughs> That's okay. what he, he just looked like a CG Back version to normal. of. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, 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 the Jin are in some alternative world who come into our world to influence us. Uh, you know, so you have to wonder if the Jin aren't in some ways. Some kind of extraterrestrial force that used this energy to appear and influence us in some way. Um, they didn't really talk about the energy at all. Mm-hmm. They, they they do end up the, later. The big dick energy. The yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, they, they do. I mean, they're kind of relating to Pandora's box in a very loose way, but they don't really. Like, are you trying to say that the Greek, Greek a Greek lady let genies yeah. <laughs> in like it's not even the same part of the like i mean it's not far my but mother yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> um so they're asking like are the jinn themselves weapons like weaponized evil things right or or trickster things used by e- bad extraterrestrials or are they the aliens themselves doing stuff even though we've had like 10 episodes where they talk about the jinn and how they're kind of right. neutral beings they're not necessarily evil or good they're just tricksters and yeah. i don't know whatever so um this next segment was actually pretty interesting because it's all about uh the cathar cathar christian sect which ended up being they call it on the on the the preview for the coming up a satanic christian sect and it's oh. like no it's not yeah it's that the inquisition assumed anyone that had anything non, yeah. non- doc like dogmatic was satan's right. in, was right. under satan's influence but um we zip over to uh, Languedoc, France, quack, quack, uh, to a uh, uh, Belarus castle. Belarus castle. This was the last medieval holdout of the Cathar sect mm. of Christians. Uh, it's where they were eventually, the last of them were uh, burnt at the stake by the Inquisition at the time. Right. And were officially considered heretics. And so, and then that sect died out after that. Um, but they, they had a pretty interesting take on things. So instead of the classic... Um, God created everything. Satan, as an angel, a lesser being, betrayed him, and God is still technically more powerful than Satan. But God allows His evil to permeate and things like that, which is the big question: be Why does God let bad things happen? Yeah, and yeah. if He's stronger than Satan, why doesn't He just kill him or whatever? Um, but then you can get into like the nature of the holiness of of mm-hmm. God, like where He's not just some dude in the sky, like literally. He his existence like can't exist in the same space with things that are like evil, you know. Right. right. His existence and his makeup is so pure, it's it's like got to be Mac or Lancome or something. Right. Right. Um, it's nice. Or maybe one of those newer like you know cruelty free mm-hmm. you know uh, vegan makeups Untested, or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, we test on flesh, yeah. <laughs> only on human flesh. Yes. Um, but uh, but anyway, the, the the difference with these Cathars is. Um, they believed that 
there was God, who was an ex- an, a being of pure light energy, which is not far off from what most Christians would say, I guess, but uh, not ha- didn't have a corporeal form. That's what Jesus was, the corporeal mm-hmm. form of God. Um, and that there was another being that was literally like the earth. Um, so God is the lack of matter, the lack of a, of anything world and yes anything yeah. worldly anything physical to which to which consciousness can be pure and yeah. and good um but rex mundi hey i'm rex mundi i'm uh, Re- rex mundi yeah. so, huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, rex mundi is basically kind of the devil but is uh, translates to the king of the world mm. um and he kind of is like the spirit of the earth Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone read Spawn comics for a long time, there was a very similar view of things. Like this whole episode reminded me of the first hundred issues of Spawn before, like yeah. it climax in this huge, this oh. huge undead load. Yeah. Um, no, and the, this, the huge. It actually like they had uh, like Armageddon, which was the battle between heaven and hell, mm-hmm. and how because that's why Spawn as the character was like, fuck this, like you're basically that all the devils because there was all these leaders of the se- the yeah. seven levels of hell. And God were just these petty babies fighting with each other for eternity and using yeah. human souls to be literally warriors, which they talk about exactly in this, yeah, ep- not yeah. Spawn, but in that exact yeah. purpose um, for these, you know, supreme beings to exist, is that supreme. we're all just pawns in their, right. we're all just foot soldiers, basically, yeah. in their war. Um, but that's kind of what these Cathar guys believed. And so, uh, but they really got into how, Anything that is trapped in matter, and and that Rex Mundi created matter, so mm-hmm. that goes against God creating the earth and all like living and uh, like corporeal and non corporeal things right. came from God in the standard Christian you know Bible or Jewish Bible. But uh, this is saying that the earth is the other half, basically, like the yep. the matter half, or he's the non matter half. So uh, they didn't like that very much, and they killed them all. So um, Coppin's wife simplifies uh i still i I can't even remember her fucking name it's like calling her coppin's wife but uh um basically she says the cathars believe that we are angels trapped in flesh and so that was a big theme of this too is that like you are the cathars believe that you had to live a pretty perfect life uh while you were your light being self was trapped in this flesh body Mm -hmm. but they also didn't believe in hell because they believed Earth was hell, right? So you the would just keep getting here. yes, yeah. you would just keep getting reincarnated until you figured it out and could right. join God's yeah. non-corporeal form and be one with Him again and all right. that fun right. stuff. So achieve um, nirvana, which it it, it, it yeah. is a very Buddhism style thing. Like mm-hmm. God is this force, and you can just be a part of it and all the knowledge yeah. that's there, and you know it's all shared right. consciousness and all that stuff. So. Um, there's this kind of creepy dude that is like a Cathar expert that keeps coming on. He's got like a little white pony, like white hair ponytail. Yeah. yeah. Again, a lot of these guys, they, <laughs> a lot of these guys that have gone so deep into a, a hyper specific subject like this, they all seem like these kind of sad alcoholic, like right. white guys with angry red pink skin kind of right. thing, and you know might be on a, a Megan's Law list somewhere yeah, or something yeah. like. Um, Not just for pissing in public either. Right. And yeah, yeah, like the hardcore stuff. Um, But yeah, it's kind of like a bummer where it's like, I feel bad because it's like, as, as, you know, as obsessive nerdy people ourselves, but we're also like functional in our normal lives and have relationships and stuff. You feel like these guys are, and we could be totally wrong, but are kind of the other side of that. Like what I feared I would become by getting into... Too much. Uh, too yeah. many like nerdy things and and yeah. uh, just having a leather bound uh, notepad 
mm-hmm. all the time, but like the full paper one mm-hmm. with engineered documents in it and mathematics. Exactly. And black-eyed children exactly. sketches. Um, but um, uh, who's the, the guy? Oh, sorry. Which one's the guy that looks like the person from Family Guy with the eyes are too close together? <laughs> one of the people on this sh- this episode. Is it the guy that looks like John Madden kind of as well? A little bit. Yeah, think, he has yeah. like a little Rodney Brown Dangerfield, hair, John Madden yeah, kind of look. Big round head. Yes, exactly. That is Robert Cargill, who I wrote yeah. down his name. Because he's been at a lot of ancient... He was at Alien Con oh, really? and, and, and might have been in contact too. Mm. Uh, we just he, he was on a lot in the very beginning of the series and then kind of fell away. Right. But but yeah, he was he's like a ancient astronaut theorist, John Madden, I right, put. Right. Um, but he has, and he has kind of a... Always got mayo or peanut butter yeah. in the back of his throat, mm-hmm. kind of kind of voice. So what uh, we're gonna do is we're gonna take the O's and we're gonna go up here. We're gonna eat a fucking turduncan, and yeah. then we're gonna fucking come down here and shit our brains out. It's gonna be one great holiday, Joe. You don't know what you're yeah. missing out. Gravy for days. <laughs> you're marking up the the screen, yeah, right? Yeah. Like John Madden yeah, would do. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Speaking oh, of Madden, Madden, John Madden just came yeah. in the door. Uh, said he was going to Target, came back with Chickophilia, Chick-fil-A. Oh, well, that's in the Target parking lot. Ooh, oh, and that's liar. a milkshake. Oh, and he got more wasps. Raid! Good man. Good man. Um, but yeah, Robert Cargill is on. He's he he's like a religious studies expert. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Sorry. Yes, we are both saying the same thing, oh, yeah. but there is another dude that looks like John Madden. The guy we uh, are uh, talking okay. about is... A, he looks like a farm, like a football farm boy, like, right. and he's the religious studies the expert guy. guy. Yeah, but there is another guy that looks like a gray-haired John oh, Madden okay, kind of okay. Rodney Dangerfield dude. Right, right, right. Um, that is not Robert Cargill, but he's on a lot and just doesn't say anything interesting. Right. But Robert Cargill, uh, and and Coppin's wife, and everyone's explaining this is this this segment kind of falls apart because they're all explaining the Cathars' basic like Bitch value life. system. Yeah. Yes, like like value system. For two or three minutes of screen time, and it's like we get it. It's yeah. not that difficult to understand, right? But they just like keep drilling it home, and then they abandon this whole fucking thing anyway. It's kind of weird, but because um, we immediately move on to Mesopotamia and Anunnaki shit, uh, Von Daniken is on to explain the core of ancient astronaut theory again for no reason. Literally, like, they thought they were gods, but they were mistaken, and they were alien. It's just like okay, like yeah. why, why do you need to be on here again? I think it's. I wonder if, like, contractually, he just they got to show him like a couple times a season or something like that. Right. Because um, I do forget that so many people are exposed to ancient astronaut theory through him and not through Giorgio Sukalos and yeah, yeah. meme culture like right. we were. So, um, Medallion Man and others are on to talk about, and this was interesting, like the duality of the soul being trapped in flesh. That we are these like yeah. kind of binary or non-binary creatures. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, uh, William Henry Medallion Man. He says. One begins to wonder if this dualistic or hybrid aspect of humanity is sort of like a game to these extraterrestrials. It gets really like, it's this is a very much like an extraterrestrials are mean right, kind of right, thing, right. or there are mean ones out there. Um, it's all just a fucking system. Yeah. <laughs> he says, let's conflict these humans. Let's put them on this planet and see what happens. Uh, he goes, humans really are hybrid beings. We are conflicted beings. Part of us immaterial and light. The other part material and dark. And those two sides rule our lives and define our civilization. So he still avoided star being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he said, well, I he thought said he light said gate at first, too. Yeah. <laughs> it was not game. <laughs> he was saying gape. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, it's not fake. It's gape. Um, but uh, um, but uh, that's my transcendental meditation. Uh, did you know that? In, tran- in TM, you pick your own, mm. like, ohm. Like, uh, you pick okay. your own sound. 
and that Ohm was just this one dude's particular sound, popular. and so everyone yeah. thinks that Ohm oh, is oh, like the yeah. old sitcom joke. See. Uh, and yeah, then we jump to Rasputin, uh, the great uh, Christopher Lloyd voiced him See. in the documentary Anastasia oh. by Don Bluth. Um, but he was also studios. in Hellboy. Yes. Um, but uh, tonight uh, we'll open a portal. And what we have done cannot be undone. Yeah. <laughs> you were saying Christopher Lloyd was oh, in. No. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And one of his arms is bigger <laughs> than his <laughs> other <laughs> arm and made out of stone or something. <laughs> Jackie Gleason or something. <laughs> Robert Brink. Great Christopher Lloyd. No, Jackie Gleason or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jane Wyman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Of the Wyman seven. Exactly. Um, everyone knows about Rasputin for the most part. Uh, if you don't. I guess I'll explain it. So psychic he, vampire. yeah, he was a psychic, like weird, mystical. Uh, they called him the ma- mystic. They called him the Mad Monk. Yeah. Um, everyone's seen pictures of this guy: super long, black beard, beard crazy yeah. hair. Um, and he had he basically the the Romanovs, which were the last royal family of Russia before it went through all sorts of communist, you know, rev- t- socialist style revolutions. Um, he was the aide. You don't want that. He was the aide to the Romanovs. No thanks. Um, do you shit on him? Why do you want this? <laughs> oh, there's Raid on huh? him now. Oh, okay. Thank you. That's very nice of you. Matt, you're so kind. So kind of chicken nugget, Santa Claus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, fine, I'll fucking have one. Give me a fucking box. Piece of shit. Um, it's good. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, this is great for the listeners. Yeah. Yeah. I muted myself. Yeah. So Rasputin was the aide to the Romanov family. He was able to weasel his way in by apparently seemed like a kind of a self fulfilling prophecy kind of thing. That Matt he threw some soft signs up. Oh. I said we've already crushed. <laughs> um, he apparently could help Alexis Romanov, the youngest son. Who was a hemophiliac? Mm. No hemo. Hashtag no hemo. See, okay. See. Um, he was able to not like cure him, but to like mellow out, like I thicken up his blood or calm him. I don't mm. know. It was weird. Yeah. Um, and so because of that, he was very well taken care of for a number of years by the royal family. But his behavior started getting the best of him. He, uh, you know, Coppin's wife again is like, he would have orgies. He lived a very debaucherous life, and she's still smiling right. through all this. Um, and uh, he was a huge drinker, all that to gambled, all that stuff. Um, apparently, according to his daughter's memoir, he was born under, like, a, a, a big giant comet went through the sky. Right. And they alluded that there was, like, radiation or something happening with it because a bunch of babies and animals were born, were, like, deformed or with six legs mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. the same year after that comet. He was born basically with superpowers. He had psychic right. powers. He could heal animals, mm-hmm. uh, which I would assume he could heal humans too. But maybe that's the whole right. Alexis Romanoff thing. But um, uh, he uh, was kind of just blue collar for a lot of his life. Like worked on their farm and was plowing yeah. fields and stuff. Um, and uh, I, I, w- I was I pondered like the graphic they show of this comet. It's a classic comet. Look, I was like. Was it because the comet looked like a big sperm mm. that that's it affected all the sperm Daddies. in the area? Yes, all the daddy sacks, um, and it just affected it in different ways. And some of the things were mutants, and some of them right. were Rasputin. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's a bunch of conspirators against Rasputin after a while because 
they're all kind of jealous of him anyway. But he was like a psychopath running around. He would, he would, he would scream at demons while he walked around town in public. Mm. Uh, and I mean, this is like, I don't know, one of the fucking... Nobody knows the British AIDS or anything, but oh, you got a case of British see, AIDS. See. Uh, no, like if one of those fucking beef eater royal guards was like just freaking out or was seen beating the shit out of someone at a bar because right. he got drunk or something like that. Um, not earlier than that, but that's kind of the only analog just I weird. have. Yeah. But uh, he, there were some conspirators that wanted to kill him and take him out. Um, they were also worried that he would kill the Romanovs, mm-hmm. which then it's funny because they kind of made a self fulfilling prophecy too because right. they didn't really i mean unless they didn't paint the picture that well that he wrote uh rasputin wrote in his journal a curse that said if i am killed if i am murdered then within two years all of the romanovs will be dead and mm. they died all within one like all in the same night one and a half years later mm-hmm. because they got murdered by some bolsheviks during the bolshevik revolution ah, okay. so um to overthrow the entire uh, monarchy yeah. so yeah, they went over to the whole Russia. The whole Russia. Um, but uh, surprisingly, a very slow revolution in Russia. See. So. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so anyway, he gets lured into uh, this the, this one dude's house. He's got his conspirator buddies upstairs. He is fed some poison cakes. The cakes look pretty good, too. Turkish cake, delights. Cake, cake, um, cake. Yeah, it was just a bunch of big butt cheeks mm-hmm. on there. But uh, the there was cyanide. Oh, is he a millennial? Yes, he exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, they look like little pumpkin cakes or I don't know, something. Mm-hmm. But... They were laced with lots of cyanide, apparently way more than needed to kill somebody. So as he kept eating them and not and didn't even talk about like indigestion or anything, the guy, the mur- the, the conspirator guy was it's like Upoopsalon or whatever yeah. his fucking name was. Upoopsa. Um, uh no, sweet. He was <laughs> he was freaking out and went up to talk to his conspirator buddies and they basically said, oh, just shoot him. <laughs> and so he comes down with the gun, shoots him in the chest. Uh, he is not dead. He gets back up, uh, bleeding profusely, runs out into the Siberian night, um, freezing cold. Uh, the guy comes down and uh, shoots him in the fucking head. And uh, and Wilcox explaining all this stuff. Uh, he says, then they got really panicked and shot him in the head as well. They beat his body way beyond the point that somebody should have died. Then they tie his body up, throw him in the river, and when they find his body, they find evidence that he had broken out of his shackles before he died in the sack they threw him in. And so um, I skipped ahead a little bit, too. But uh, basically, he was protected or he was like metahuman yeah. or something. All these things that should something have killed special. him yeah. um, didn't kill him. It took a very long time to kill him. Right. Um, I'll skip back, too. Sorry, because his turning point in his life was when he was plowing some fields. Uh, actual fields, not uh, little ladies. But he saw a light in the sky that looked like the Virgin Mary, and this Virgin Mary figure just motioned off to the east or west or something. It didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And he took that as a, he had to go on a pilgrimage, a holy pilgrimage, whatever. And that's when he became the recipe and we yeah. all know and love. Makes um, a delicious beer. Exactly. Uh, his little buddy Hank Azaria was the bat, um, the little white oh, albino nothing. bat, you know. Um, but uh, anyway. And, and he was a psychic vampire, is that not? One of its things, like people yeah, people say, thought yeah, he could like drain people's energy. energy. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, um, which is funny, they do that on what we do in the Shadow season two. Mm-hmm. The season two, no season one. The just the, the TV show. show. Yeah, Sorry. I haven't watched that yeah. yet. I gotta watch it because I finally watched the movie. Yeah, the, the show's yeah. actually really funny yeah. too because it's got Matt Barry or whatever the on boss there. From, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it crap. Yeah, there's that other show 
that uh, David Peterson always recommended, the language creator for Dothraki of Game of Thrones, uh, yeah. family friend. He said, you gotta watch Garth Marenghi's uh, Dark Places, of which that guy's also mm. the star. And it's uh, the other guy from the IT crowd, too, Richard Iowati, the wow. the kind of like African right, guy, right, you know, right. plays Moss in the yeah. IT crowd. Um, but uh, they're like, like they're like that. cops together or something like that. That sounds familiar. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Garth Marenghi's Dark Places. But um, anyway, uh, we move on from Rasputin. Again, ke- alluding to the fact, like, it was weird. They didn't really talk about how the Virgin Mary could have been evil or something. Right. But, or an alien. <laughs> right. Like, it was just, yeah. he just made a pact with some force. Creature, yeah. You know, and ended up being kind of evil. And again, so. was that the creature was it him being born then like again they don't touch right. on like oh he was gifted these powers by yeah. aliens or or like the aliens they they gave him the powers to go fuck with people so right. they could sit back and watch or something again they're not tying a lot of this back to aliens or ancient astronaut theory right right but it but at least like rasputin is one of the most and because it's not ancient history too like it's a really interesting story because yeah. his life is pretty well documented and so it's very it's a really weird kind of one-off type of thing. Right, like, right, right. We haven't really heard about shit like that since like Osiris or Moses or like right, or right. not Moses, sorry, uh, Lazarus or like whatever. Right. Like people coming back from the dead or having powers. Powers. Of, yeah. of, it's very odd. Yeah. So can we um, take one more break? Yeah, one snack. Piss yeah. break or meat, uh, meat break? Meat break. Nazis. Uh, so we jump back for the thousandth time to. Nazi occultism and some other occultism too, but uh, they list off a bunch of dictators: Stalin, Hitler, Genghis Khan, all these big guys that uh, apparently had packs with dark forces. What's up? Well, Bandy says, "Good evening, boys. I think I'll Good just evening. spectate tonight as I am driving this new car with Wi-Fi. Oh, it's the greatest thing ever! You can stream porn and get down on the road. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah maybe you can get a little uh, wife roadhead, a little WRH. Yeah." <laughs> Since uh, Bobina Bandy yes. <laughs> doesn't always give you that. <laughs> Bobin, Bobinda. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they go through all these dictators that all apparently had links to dark forces. I've never heard of Stalin's, but um, I wish they would have expanded on that a little bit, but they didn't. So uh, Medallion Man sends something weird here as they're listing off leaders that make packs with the devil, deals with the devil. Mm-hmm. He goes, uh... Today, we don't talk as much about making deals with the devil, but more making pacts with extraterrestrial civilizations. And I'm like, do we? <laughs> is that is that what we say now? When uh, yeah. I guess he could be talking about reptilians and the cabal and Illuminati and all that stuff. But I'm just like, I don't really think we, maybe he meant literally ancient astronaut theorists, not the general public we. Right, right. Not the Nintendo we. Um, but uh, yeah, they go. we go to... Uh, Vagelberg Castle in northwest Germany, far away from where we were in Germany. We were in the south of Germany in fun-loving, drinking, hard-drinking Bavaria. Um, and uh, But this is Berlinburg, kind of the north half of uh, Germany there. And this was where the infamous occult leader infamous. Of, the, uh, of the SS, Heinrich Himmler, Heinrich Himmler, uh, had kind of revamped uh, and claimed Vagelberg Castle as his own. Kind of the the spiritual center of the world he wanted mm-hmm. to be. And this is where, this was cool. Like they talked about how they worshipped this symbol called the black sun. Yeah. And it was like the unseen, the unseen sun or the hidden sun. Um, and, oh, that was the doc that said that, not uh, Jonathan Young. Sorry. Right, right. Because uh, I wrote that down as a quote here. But uh, this was where he tapped 
apparently where he and the ISIS tapped their their power from, right? Mm-hmm. And they go into like what it means to have power and like all the stuff. And I'm like, but also, how does it actually? How do you channel the power? Does that does that mean that he could go and have a speech and mind control people? Right. Does that mean that he could make money appear out of nowhere? Does that mean he could? I don't know, write something and have it magically influence people. I don't know. It's like they don't yeah. really talk about it's like it's just this vacuous notion of power and you gotta get extra power. I'm like, what right, is right. what does that Pinch mean? Pinch of power. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um and yeah, uh, Rabbi Zadok is on here with a Zadok talk. I think we talked about that or, or decided that. Yeah. Um Nazi Germany was this is the one time where I'm like, hey, at least him commenting on Nazis is interesting. Right. right. Um Nazi Germany was an occult society. They were seeking contact. They were seeking otherworldly power. They worshipped the black sun. They understood they were serving pure darkness. So um, just like saying that they really leaned into that, even though it wasn't right. like, it wasn't non-public, but it wasn't public right. as much. Um, I mean, the SS was known for doing all sorts of horrendous shit, not only searching for the occult with the, and an Arab group that was within the SS that right. we talked about, I think, last episode or the one before. But um, anyway, but it was interesting that both allies, the allies and the Axis powers back during World War II were using psychics and occult shit. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. was like some of the most interesting, like this kind of third act of the episode was the most interesting to me because they they introduced Aleister Crowley here. And he's a guy right. that I didn't always know a ton about. I knew like yeah, yeah. what he was. Or, I mean, as much as Zach Bang as it's told me about see, him. But, see. Um, get all my occult history from ghost adventures but uh <laughs> uh but yeah they they uh, this guy that <laughs> this british guy who's the author of a book called stormtroopers of satan who literally looks like a drunk british college professor and he's right. like i mean churchill had this guy it's just like fuck he's all yeah. fucked up and weird um and uh uh, says that Aleister Crowley was the guy that gave Churchill that infamous V for victory sign, oh. but that it was actually a V for pussy eating. No, a V for it was a, it was a an ancient symbol that was counteracting the evil of the swastika. So mm. it was like a spell, like it was like yeah. throwing that up helped like keep keep the power of good in balance with the evil of the swastika or something. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, Crowley was, and we'll get into it more in the next segment. But they they kind of like do a little stinger with this and leave leave us with with uh, a brief explanation of Crowley where he was a master he said he mastered the Egyptian religion whatever that yeah. means master um, and uh, uh, oh and that was it yeah like they didn't really go into like what does that mean like does he have the power of fucking Anubis or right, right. can he put himself back together like Osiris right. or something go to the underworld or yeah right. I'm like, do what something is, like, he's just a priest in the Egyptian religion and but then he master religion <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like is he did he master like the magical priesthood of some Egyptian priest back in the day right, that could right. apparently do curses and spells and I don't know, they didn't really go into it. But um we do this whole next segment is mostly about Crowley uh and some other interesting figures too, like pop culture figures back then. Um and uh, they mentioned quickly that in twenty fourteen the Vatican announced a state of spiritual emergency because too many people were playing with Ouija boards and doing seances, right? Um, and they said that uh, you know they got it. They were trying to tell you, hey, the spiritual world is very real, and don't fuck with it if you don't know what right. that means. Um, and then they cut back to Crowley again uh, in 1918. Crowley went on record saying that he was in contact with a dark entity called Lamb, right? Um, which I'd never heard any of this before. No, and they're showing the picture Power Nick talks about here on the Twitch. Oh, really? <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh, who he claimed was an interdimensional being, 
He, uh, he wasn't an Egyptian god. Right. <laughs> Didn't he, look like the Egyptians. Right. And how he drew him like a weird alien-looking dude. Right. He had a big old head and whatever. And so they talk yeah. about how he might have been a gray, yeah. basically. So um, Childress chimes in here and says, you know, a lamb looks very much like a, a gray alien. And he looks very much like an Akhenaten and his family with a, his elongated head. So you have to ask yourself, have these gray aliens been appearing throughout history? Um they don't really go into that more, mm-hmm. um, but uh, they could, but they also said that the British guy says that he didn't really write that much about Lamb after initially just saying it once. Oh, okay, and he was like, "Is is he is he scared of him? You know, yeah. why didn't he? He wrote about everything else. Why didn't why he? Why is the Lamb always gone? <laughs> <laughs> why is the mutton always gone? Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, we make a weird jump to uh, Pasadena, California, uh, where Jack Parsons, who was like the head of the aerospace industry back in the day and his buddy l ron hubbard creator of scientology were living together in an apartment (laughs) which is also this was i was like oh this is pretty juicy like i didn't know any of this shit oh yeah Um, there there was a show or something i watched where they talk about this and like it was it a jack and ron show or something (laughs) but like they go to this dynasty they go to this house but it's all in san francisco yes exactly uh and they like do a ghost adventure kind of thing on this house. Interesting. Or where, on that house. Where Ron Hubbard and Parsons were or something yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like doing all kinds of wacky shit Interesting. in San Francisco. Yeah, at the time they were living on whatever they called, I mean, I've been to Pasadena. It's called Millionaire's Row or something mm-hmm. like that. It's a nice area, I would assume, uh, of Pasadena, right by the hills there, right by 2018 site of AlienCon. Um, but uh, yeah, they're doing. Uh, Parsons in 1946, L. Ron Hubbard and Jack Parsons are dabbling in Crowley's rituals that he'd written down, and we get a Wilcock drip here. He is kind of the perfect guy to talk about this shit, at least at this point in the show. Um, Five Heads at Freddy's. And he says, uh, Jack Parsons is arguably the most controversial and strange figure in the American, in the history of the American space program. He found out about Aleister Crowley and the secret society of OTO, or Ordo Templi Orientis. That's a porno series I like yeah. as well. Uh, about Asian sluts in Tempe, Arizona. <laughs> exactly. They got to uh, work for that money. Uh, and he got very interested in what you could essentially have called black magic and Satanism. Then you have Scientology founder L. Ron Hubbard, who moved in with Jack Parsons, and they start conducting this magical ritual. So um, I explained what he was going to explain what he yeah. said. Uh, Crowley publicly said, uh, you guys shouldn't be doing this. You're not authorized, really. You don't really know what you're getting into right. kind of thing. Um, this is, this is, this is. No, this is. I'm pissed. This is the fucking point that they make in this episode. The narrator, Robert Clotworthy, says, Certain ancient astronaut theorists believe that uh, uh, through Aleister Crowley's ritual that L. Ron Hubbard and Jack Parson started the UFO, the age of the UFO. Like, right. literally, they say that, and and, and uh, Wilcock is on to say that, to explain it, basically, that uh, he says, like, if, uh, if the interdimensional barrier was like a tarp you were walking by, they started, with Aleister Crowley's rituals, was taking a carpet knife to it and cutting holes into it, right. and now, now aliens could get through, and I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. You guys right. are saying, because he goes, a year later, Roswell happened? And then all the UFO sightings just started. I'm like, right. you motherfuckers are saying that 
Now, 10 seasons into this show, right. that you think aliens might not have started coming to Earth and interacting with humans until 1946? Right. Are right. you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> don't you realize, and do, hey, editor, yeah. hey, producer, hey, Giorgio Sukalos, yeah. do you not realize that you're putting David Wilcock, you're writing copy for Robert Clotworthy, the narrator, to read that negates the entirety of your series. Right, right. What right. are you talking about? Mm. Like, it's so... And I guess you could say, oh, timelines and... and what I'm like... Yeah. Dimensions. No, give me a fucking break. Like, this yeah. is... You have never mentioned this before. Right. This would be... You're literally saying this is the smoking gun of when right. aliens could come to this universe. For the first basically. time. Yes. Yeah. It's like, fuck off. That's like... That shit... I mean, again, yeah. I liked it because at least it was interesting. But I'm like... This is this is these are the perfect examples of this show's lack of kind of like well lack of actual fact finding and stuff like research right, and right, stuff right. like that but the lack of not even knowing how to put together a proper argument yeah like they've they've been like lightly hypocritical on themselves and we try to call that out this is like negating it's like yeah. erasing a timeline it's right. like like we're all 10 seasons of the show we did get here on our own right just like what the yeah. fuck like so fucking weird um they also don't go that deep into it for what they just said which right. is insane very too heavy. yeah um because i would have very much appreciated like you know maybe we're on an alternate timeline we're only this half maybe I, I i don't know i have no clue how they would Any explain this yeah. away or or rectify it rectify oh, yeah. it um with the billions of other things they've talked about on now 99 episodes of this show yeah, yeah. you know um Anyway, so the last uh, segment starts off pretty interesting, but they don't really go into it that deep either. With uh, they're they're big Japanese freaks this season too. Oh, yeah. They got a Japanese scientist uh, Imamoto-san, si. and he, <laughs> he uh, <laughs> at least uh, it was somewhere around the time of filming this. Yeah. Uh, so no, somewhere in the, the mid <laughs> the mid two thousands, yeah. uh, where this guy was testing the effects of negative and positive psychic emotional energy on water molecules or right. ice the, the way that their ice crystals form mm -hmm. and so they they didn't go into it enough because i'm like wait is somebody screaming at these vials of water are they praying are they are they in a pool that's filled with it right, where they're right. praying in their mind is it only in their mind How or are they it? talking yeah. to it because if you're like vibrating it i would i would think that would change things yeah if you're just thinking around it that would be an interesting thing yeah but you also then couldn't really correlate what you were just Those thinking things. so yeah, yeah. Interesting experiment, and they showed pictures of like anger and jealousy, and it's like the crystals are just shaped different. I'm like, right, okay, right. like Threading again, shapes. Cool if <laughs> cool if I knew what the point of this was, right. um, and a cool experiment because this is the real ghost adventure shit where Zach Bagans constantly talks about natural materials of which houses are made of wood and stone, yeah. and if, especially if there's water, if there's a stream running through the house uh, or hotel or whatever. Uh, the newest episode of Ghost Ventures is Albion Castle in San Francisco, mm -hmm. which was an old brewery that literally has natural springs running under tunnels underneath it, right. where they used to make the brewery water, like the for the beer, and uh, and how water is this conduit for spiritual energy, but also stone is this conduit for spiritual energy, and wood. So I'm like, okay, so everything, so basically the world is a conduit for spiritual energy, right? Yeah. Um, but this study of water and psychic energy affecting the molecules. Now, ever since our Travis Taylor, you know, talks, our TTTs, uh, I've it, with quantum uh, quantum mechanics and how our brains are quantum computers and all that kind of stuff. I could totally um, 
see this. Not, like, I'm not saying that this experiment was dumb. Yeah. I just wish they would go into it and explain how it worked because I, I, I would love to be, you know, at f- all the parties I go to, I would love to yes, be like, oh, all have the you, farties. Oh, have you seen the, the Imamoto effect oh, on, uh, on my beer here? This right? shit out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just lean over and fart yeah. into a fire. <laughs> um, but, you can drink uh, beer straight out of my <laughs> ass crack. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's like they took all the time to show the results, quote unquote. I'm doing some finger quotes here. Um, of this experiment, but without there's no context, there's no goal, right, right. you know. So just kind of saying, yeah, it it did. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, you're correct. Um, I mean, I think ultimately, I think that Imamoto just went on record saying, you know, the experiment was kind of a bust, but at least the cafeteria didn't close too early anymore. Yeah. Um, so he could always at those late nights he could still get some fresh exactly. food. Um, Total <laughs> bust. <laughs> totally busty. Uh, we get. Our final Wilcock drip of the episode. And again, getting very ghost adventure Because we ask this question on Adventurous Ghosts all the time. We're just in conversation of like, we're constantly told that demons feed off negative energy. Right. And Wilcock drips about this. Pretty specifically says, there could be, and they're showing scenes of like, um, SWAT teams beating up, you know, like, uh, uh, not debates, like beating up <laughs> uh, uh, protests and things right, like that. Right, right. Uh, I guess they're debating a... Something. A law or yeah. something, but uh, uh, or a person, but um, they're showing all all the bad shit in the world. It's like the montages in fucking the Matrix and Terminator yeah. and all that stuff of all the shitty things. Everything's we do. a disaster. Yes, yeah. um, and he says uh, there could be parasitic entities in the spiritual plane that can feed off of negative energy and harness it as a food supply. And then I'm like, what is that? I'm just thinking of little like evil sausages just popping in yeah. these mouths or whatever. Uh, so when we concentrate negative energy. We give them our energy through sending them a concentrated focus towards them. I'm like, you just said a mouthful there. Uh, so basically, if all this bad shit's happening or they make bad shit happen so that they can eat better. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, and then they have a, the – sorry, when we, when we focus it towards them, they have an increased ability to project themselves into our reality. And that is like pound for pound, word for word – the Zach Bagan shit where it's like right. everything on ghost adventures is about energy usage of ghosts that ghosts need human energy to interact with things in our plane of existence basically. Right. And, or, or even just electromagnetic energy. Cause they have the, you know, the EMF pump device, you know, that literally just sits there and pumps out electromagnetism. Yeah. Feed exactly off like of it. <laughs> this is your God. That's what <laughs> <laughs> suck it, ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, suck that EMF load. Uh, but uh, so it's it's interesting. But again, I'm like, again, how does this work? I also wrote like, if they are beings of pure energy and with no corporeal form, why do they need energy to sustain themselves? Because energy, again, Ghost Adventures' own Zach Bagans talks about the third law of thermodynamics, which energy cannot be created or destroyed, so therefore ghosts exist because the energy that's in us has to go somewhere. And it's like, okay, that's fine. So then why do negative things need to feed? Why why does any non-corporeal, non-matter-based entity need to feed off of anything? Yeah. Now, if you're using feed as more of a, not a euphemism, that's sexual, but like more of a, (laughs) more of a, an analogy to just like like a moth to a flame, like they're just attracted right, right. to it or it makes them feel comfortable or something, like, I guess. 
I or, mean, or, it, like, or it feeds their own psychology of like, yeah, we're evil, so let's do evil things with evil stuff. Well, the thing with know? energy, yeah, it's not a perpetual motion machine. Like we, right. we die and we die, right? Like, right. Our, our, I took our a mass... hammer to my Nintendo Wii and I said, "We die. See, see. <laughs> you break all TVs. <laughs> yeah, I'm lunch. Um, mint chip." Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like we'll go on the ground and we'll be converted yeah. into other energy. Just or like when a we Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy, you know, go right anything. to the ground, bro. See, see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, we still need to eat things for energy. Right. So exactly. I mean, technically, you could say maybe mole food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, Some weird. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know how they digest it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and again, if, if they're just energy... Does it just flow through them and flow out? You know what I mean? I don't know. It's, it's very odd. But I guess we just don't know how interdimensional travel works. Um, perfect. Um, you're playing. It's like you're playing the cosmic key on Masters of the Universe. <laughs> and if you, because literally they could open the a portal wrong. to another yeah. dimension if so they I, played yeah. the right. The I, Kevin, I didn't know you were a song maker. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that was your face. Dolph Lundgren or no Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> no, Swedish. Lundgren? Yeah. No, Swedish. No, Swedish. <laughs> Which, isn't he kind of, isn't he Swedish or he something? He could be. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely Euro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe Russian. Uh, Lundgren, a very yeah, Russian exactly. name. Um, Wait, I feel like Belgian, maybe? Waffles or I something. Don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, now Swedish. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but then they talk about how th- they bookend it now at the very end of how these are, even though Wilcock just said that they're on a spiritual plane, he also talks about how they're bad and good extraterrestrials again, too. Mm-hmm. But that, go- that loops back to the concept of is there a difference? Like, could we just at this point use, all as ancient aliens experts now, use spirit and alien? as the same thing, right? right? That was kind of the whole point of Interstellar, Intergalactic. Yeah. That what seemed like a ghost or, a, or an interdimensional alien was just Matt Something. McConaughey. Right. <laughs> Keeping it real. <laughs> we had a presentation at work, and they kept saying Matt McConaughey instead of Matthew <laughs> McConaughey. Uh, but uh, Matt McConaughey, you know, just existing outside of their space-time Right. And yet still interacting with them in some yeah. way, but without a form, without a corporeal right. form. So um, anyway gets really doom and gloom at the end here. They're really talking about all the world's trouble and how the, you know, as the world grows more violent when technically, like, murder and all that shit's down. Right. Um, it's all just, like, identity theft is just, you yeah, know, well, white-collar crimes are on right, the rise. Right. But um, but we get a, our last children's chime in here, and he says, uh, uh, you can't really have the forces of light without the forces of dark. And every individual has to make that choice themselves of whether they're going to Go to the dark side of the force. Or go to the light side of the force. Like literally, start doing Star Wars. And yeah, I think he's yeah. self-aware, but I mean, yeah. it's kind of. We'll put this in context where everyone will know. Right, and um, then you know, Sam Squanch, yeah. very real. <laughs> or you go side of the Mothman, and right. you know, it's a little darker over there. Yeah, you know, I just don't know. <laughs> At first, I was like, he's going to explain Star Wars with Trailer Park Boys yeah. references. <laughs> um, but uh, that priest dude, the old British priest guy. Uh, he's like, they're all looking for recruits. Yeah. And this is just, I'm like, okay. And we want you. Yes. Uh, th- and this is where I asked, like, why do they need our energy so much? You know what I mean? Like, maybe 
I don't know. They they quote the Bible and say that you know that uh, humans will be you know in in um, the Old Testament when they talk about revelations and stuff right. like humans will be the swords you know of right. that the the forces of good and evil will fight each other against or whatever. But but then the New Testament comes on and changes all that shit. So I don't right. know. But um, Rabbi Zadok comes on one last time too and he says they're talking about the great battle between you know of Armageddon and he says and when the Messiah comes he comes with an army. It comes from a place. Not of this earth, but from out of the sky. And what would we call an army from out of the sky if not angels? That would be an extraterrestrial invasion. So uh, he he ties it together, at least. And then uh, we get... (laughs) I forgot what I wrote here. Uh, I forgot that I wrote what I wrote here. Um, We get Robert Clotworthy going like, not just the the end of every every episode of, but are they grooming us for their return? Now it's like... They're grooming us not only to meet them again, but also maybe fight them. To return. <laughs> <laughs> to fight against them or with right. them. And so I was like, uh, I was like, do you love your galactic daddy now or yeah. not? And then I wrote, just like my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It will rain mint yes. and shit. <laughs> the great battle will be taking yes. place in Germany. The you most- should go there sometime. <laughs> The most delicious, but the most sugary and bad for unhealthy <laughs> food. The green is not natural. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Bo Banny's saying, feed me, Seymour. Oh, feed yeah. Me. Oh, yeah. That ass feed me, Seaman. Feed me. <laughs> <laughs> that ass-eating plant. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's it for Dark Forces. Also, Bo Bandy, yes, I gave you a thumbs up. I forgot you're driving. Uh, oh. This will replace the Twitch on Monday night. Monday, yeah. Steve's got the night off on Monday, baby. Wait, cranking and spanking. I'm going to be shivering down in old Wisconsin town. So uh, the freshest dairy. Yes. Uh, yeah, we're gonna go to like a fucking supper club. Everyone's very excited I about the stuff. I'm like, place. oh my god, dude. We're gonna be eating with fucking old people. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um, it's gonna be good. Uh, that's the that is one of the few places in the country where the piss freaks can have their popsicles because we yeah. just piss out and there and eat them too. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, uh. I'm done, I think. That's it. Uh, yeah, we're done. Bye. No. Uh, yeah, follow, follow us. Subscribe to this show. show. Uh, uh, tell your friends about this show. show. Uh, we've got, got some new listeners, listeners recently, which is nice to see. And, uh, well, maybe just wrote speech to text, baby. I can contribute now. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Direct to Twitch. Uh, yeah, yeah, subscribe to the show. show. Tell, tell your friends about the show. show. Tell your friends about Beer They're Drunk That, our craft beer podcast, where we review craft beer and craft breweries. Blacked uh, Out Friday coming up. Yeah, Black Friday, Friday after Thanksgiving. Yeah. We'll be crushing through. Uh, aftermarket parts value, probably about $2,000 worth of beer. Yes. Three of those beers will be 1000 of those dollars. They are made of rescue. Yes. See. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah our, our, our most recent episode details our excursion to Germany, Czechia, and Austria. So, uh, listen to Beer That Drunk That on its own podcast, we but on the same podcast services that, uh, Probing Ancient Aliens is on. Follow us on Twitter at Probing Aliens, uh, at Probing Ancient Aliens on Instagram and Facebook. 
And support us on Patreon if you like us for five bucks a month or more, and you get at least two exclusive Patreon podcasts, full-length podcasts uh, per month. One of them is Adventurous Ghosts that we talk about our Ghost Adventures podcast, and one of them is Probing Deeper, where we go deeper into subjects like we talk about on Ancient Aliens, but not necessarily about Ancient Aliens. So, other than that, whatever banter, little butthole, clown fart weather too. Bye!